Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, DJs, it is Tuesday, December 26th. We're going to recap Monday Night Football. We're going to bet some college football. We're going to bet some NBA, and we're going to celebrate Boxing Day. There, we celebrated it. Enjoy, you Canadians. I'm Mad Max. Joining me, the one and only Sex Panther. Panther, our Christmas Day five-team parlay cast yesterday. Merry Christmas. That was your Christmas present, DJs. I really want to know how many people actually did it. Um, but... Uh, yeah, and I gotta give a shout. I don't know if he even listens to the show, but I gotta I gotta give a shout out to Mason, the guy in my um, fantasy football league. We're we're spirited rivals. I, I love the kid, young kid, um, good, good good friend. But God, I hate losing to him. But fuck Brock Purdy, you piece of shit. Not sure we're gonna break down that game, but I I was I never had a chance. Brock Purdy made damn sure of it. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to break down all three of these games. Let us start off with the Raiders and the Chiefs. The Raiders upset Kansas City. Now drops Kansas City to 9-6 and six on the season. Listen, if Denver hadn't lost to the Patriots, they, they really could be in striking distance of winning the West. Uh, that said, if the Chiefs lose out, there is a chance that the Raiders or Denver can still win the West. So... There is no guarantee that Kansas City walks away division winner. Uh, that Raider defense was solid against Mahomes. Uh, I've read something on the four-letter network, so this is an exact quote from ESPN. Raiders became the first NFL team since 2000 to win without completing a pass after the first quarter, and only the fifth team to beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead without scoring an offensive touchdown. That's not good for the Chiefs' offense, which was dreadful. But the Raiders' offense was equally dreadful. They did they just did nothing with uh, Aiden O'Connell out there. And with Josh Jacobs injured, it was Zamir White who ran for 145 yards. So um, shitty fucking offensive day for both teams. It was the Raiders' defense that stepped up, got a fumble, uh, rec- uh, you know, recovery for a touchdown, got a pick six for a touchdown. So that was 14 of their 20 points. And those two defensive uh, touchdowns match the offensive output from the Chiefs. For as good as you could feel about the Chiefs maybe a week or two ago, uh, any good feelings are gone now after watching that game. 
Yeah, I don't have any good feelings about I haven't had any good feelings about the Chiefs for a month. This is a team that is in complete disarray. I don't even know if we can blame the wide receivers not catching the ball. I mean, the Raiders were living in that Chiefs backfield. Patrick Mahomes was under duress every single snap. He was running for his life. The receivers, you know, have we've talked about them all year, but now the offensive line. I don't know if we blame the offensive line or Antonio Pierce just putting together a defensive scheme that just harassed Patrick Mahomes the entire game. And you know, when he's on the sideline, you know, raising his voice and he's frustrated, Kelsey's frustrated. I mean, that's where you want to be when you're in somebody's head and you've got them where they just can't be stoic and complacent and just do their job. They're animated and, and irate. That is a great place to be. So, um, you know, I'm going to put a little bit of that on the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, and maybe Andy Reid, but I'm going to give a lot of this to Antonio Pierce and the Raiders defense because they showed up and they were just absolutely a menacing presence in that Chiefs backfield the whole game. You know, the offense has been an issue for the Chiefs all season, and I hate to say it, but they did make one huge offensive change in the offseason season. Do you give credit now to Eric Bieniemy for what he, what he apparently was able to do for the last few years as the offensive coordinator there? Um, those questions, I guess, are legit. Um, you look at Washington and wonder. I mean, they've improved, right? Washington's offense is better with Bieniemy. Their there. offense I, is fine. The the Washington yeah, offense is absolutely fine. It was their defense that was like kind of like carrying the load for years, and it is just terrible this year. Their defense was not awful. Yeah, it's like it's like the Broncos defense from the beginning of the season, just Swiss cheese. But you know, it, it, there's reason to question that, I guess. But any reason, no dummy. Any reason's been doing this for a, a very long time. I just think. Believe it or not, I just think there's a, a talent discrepancy at the wide receiver position for the Chiefs. Um, and look, they've they've been dominating that division since Andy Reid got there, especially at home. At Arrowhead, nobody beats them there. And so for the Raiders to go in, it was eventually going to happen. But I think you just kind of have to accept that this is not last year's Chiefs team. They're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to make the playoffs. And I don't think they're going to do very well. Something is going to have to happen really fast. Uh, for And I don't know what they can do. I don't I have no idea what they're going to do to sit there and, oh, they have a great game and be like, oh, yeah, they fixed it. If they have a great game, I still don't think they fixed it. This is a team that's dysfunctional, and their their wide receivers are an issue. The play calling is an issue. And if Patrick Mahomes is gonna, you know, cry about you know roughing the passer or not getting a flag or whatever, just get out there and do your job. And I I just don't think they're a very good team this year. I totally agree. All right, let's go on to another team that is a little bit in disarray even after a win, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles who beat the Giants. And I'll say barely. I was by eight points, which is in NFL standards a good amount, but this is a team that was favored to win by two touchdowns. This is a team that was up at the half by 17 points. Um, The Giants made a switch at quarterback. They took DeVito out, who was just ineffective. Wasn't having a terrible game, like wasn't throwing like interceptions and, you know, just ineffective out there. They switched up with Tyrod Taylor, who is healthy now. 
And Tyra Taylor almost shocked the Eagles. They marched back after that second half um, and just fell short. Listen, if the Giants had another minute on the clock, and I know what ifs, but I feel if the Giants had another minute left on the clock in this game, they probably tie this one up. They were marching down the field and just fell short on time, so they had to throw it into the end zone, end of the game with an interception. Um, but Philly's defense needs to look in the mirror, though. They, they still need to be worried. They, uh, they they turned the ball over. They had penalties. Uh, they just don't look like a Super Bowl-caliber team right now. They got the win, and Jalen Hurts had a solid game. And if Philadelphia wins out, they do win the East. They have Arizona and the Giants again, so the chances of them winning out and winning the East are quite high. But the same as the, uh, not the same as the Chiefs, uh, not the same as the Chiefs. I'm sorry. The, uh, similar to the Chiefs, I just don't have these warm fuzzy feelings about Philadelphia right now. No, I don't have warm, fuzzy feelings. And you look at the stats, though, and you're sitting here scratching your head like, how was this game really that close? Because statistically, it wasn't close. Philadelphia had 28 first downs to the Giants' 14. Philadelphia ran 74 total plays to the Giants' 59. Um, the Giants only completed 16 of 32 passes. I mean, we're looking at 465 total yards for the Eagles. 292 total yards that's passing and rushing for the giants they didn't even eclipse 300 um i think it just come down to turnovers philadelphia turned the ball over once hurts through a pickup there was a fumble loss but those things happen in, in bad field position you it shortens the field for the giants I, the defense has questions but Honestly, statistically, this was one of their better defensive performances. Um, like you always say, division games are weird. We expected the Giants to play it closer. They haven't been really a, a doormat has been as, as bad as they have been. They've kept games close, so we kind of expected this. I don't want to overreact too much. It doesn't. I don't have warm fuzzy feelings about the Eagles by any stretch. Um, probably just not as down on them as as you are but yeah not a dominating victory if you were looking for a statement victory at all yeah I, again i can't say that i'm I, i'm writing the eagles off that's that's definitely not it i think that they are and when we do the dgen rank tomorrow i do think that they will be um by default you know i'm just doing the math in my head they they should be a top five sixteen. you know like i mean like they should kind of be moving on up in the rankings there um compared to last week um i just i again i i just last year my big knock on what on them was they hadn't played anyone this year they've played teams and they just haven't looked as good as last year. Now, I don't think that's a fair comparison. I think that, that if, if there's an Eagles fan listening and they're like shitting on Max for fucking saying that statement, you have absolutely all the rights to. They lost their offensive coordinator, they lost their defensive coordinator, and their defense uh, personnel is not as good as it was last year. Jalen Hurts has been injured. I'm taking all these things into account. Um, Jalen Hurts looked good yesterday. The offense looked good. The defense still allowed that that really subpar Giants fucking offense to get back into this game. And as I said, another minute, the Giants probably tied that one up. I don't know what was going on, how how the Eagles were trying to defend that game towards the end of it. It just looked, they, you know, it was fourth and, I want to say it was fourth and sixth or fourth, fourth and eight. It was, it, was a, it was a long fourth down. And Tyrod Taylor 
uh, hits uh, your boy, uh, Darren Waller, for like a 20-yarder, a you know, and it was just like, well, fuck. Are you kidding me? And it just it came down to like they got they had to spike the ball, and it was four seconds left on the clock. It's like at the 26-yard line, you give them maybe not even a full minute, like maybe 30 seconds or something like that, and I, I think the fucking Giants have a chance to fucking tie that one up. Um, yeah, I just don't feel great about this Eagles team. Uh, Homer J. Simpson listening live said uh, it's the Taylor Swift curse on the Chiefs. Uh, for a while, it looked like uh, she was in the stands and, and Travis Kelsey was unstoppable, and now he looks like a you know, 34-year-old tight end that's that's, you know probably thinking about other things off the field because if you're dating taylor swift you'd probably be thinking about other things as well let's talk about the game of the evening panther the baltimore ravens versus the 49ers the two best teams in the league we all saw this coming the ravens absolutely dominated the fucking 49ers you alluded to it about your uh, fantasy football uh, game Brock Purdy threw four interceptions, was benched, actually. Now, they're saying it was a stinger. They were saying it was a precautionary thing. I think it was just to protect him, just in general. Sam Darnold sighting last night. Uh, Brody's, uh, uh, Brody's, uh, Purdy's, uh, <laughs> Brody. Now he's just Brody to me. Uh, Purdy's MVP odds plummeted after this one. Uh, C-Max st still in the MVP conversation. He is now ranked number two when it comes to the odds because he actually had a solid performance, 103 yards and a touchdown. Lamar Jackson, though, he proved that he's the, the leading MVP candidate on the ground, in the air, did everything that he needed to do. Um, Ravens just absolutely beat the shit out of the 49ers. They stay ahead of Miami in the AFC, the Niners now have the same record as the the Eagles, but they do have the tiebreaker in the head-to-head -head matchup. Um, I, listen, I mean, we were both on the Ravens, of course, yesterday getting the points, and I think we, we both even said that, you know, there's a chance that the Ravens could win that one, and I know a couple of guys in the, the asylum bet the money line on the Ravens. I, this is a damn fucking good Ravens team, and I think our biggest knock on them all season is we don't trust their head coach. We didn't need to trust their head coach yesterday because they just their defense and their offense were absolutely fucking clicking against a team that we thought was legitimately the best in the league. I think uh, this absolutely shakes up the D-Gen ranks going into tomorrow. Well, this game comes out to just one thing for me. Uh, you know, the San Francisco actually put up yards. They actually outgained the Ravens by nearly 80 yards. Um, the Ravens just had great field position. And the reason they had great field position is because of the turnovers. There ended up being five interceptions thrown in that game. If you're going to take five of your possessions, you only get 12 to 14 possessions in an NFL game. And you're going to take five of those possessions, not punt, not score, just turn the ball over. You're not going to win very many games that way. So, I mean, it's much like I was talking about what the Raiders did, the Chiefs, the Ravens did the same thing to the 49ers. Pur Purdy was just under duress the entire time. Um, he was not Joe Cool back there. You could see the panic. He was running for his life. The Ravens had a great defensive scheme. And, you know, with a, and then with a shorter field, Lamar Jackson, I mean, he's already a dangerous player. Probably... I don't think it's arguable. Lamar Jackson is the most dangerous quarterback in the NFL with his legs and his arm. He's got an absolute cannon for an arm, and he's probably the fastest quarterback in the NFL. You give him a shorter field, 
all the weapons that we've, I mean, I've been banging the drum on the Ravens since the beginning of the season. They got all those weapons. And then even with the loss of Mark Andrews, um, Isaiah likely stepping in, they don't miss a beat. Like this Ravens team is a dangerous, dangerous team. We thought that they could potentially go in there and beat San Francisco. I just didn't think they would beat the crap out of them like they did here. So uh, heading towards the playoffs, everything has to go probably through Baltimore. These NFL last two weeks could be weird, but right now everything goes through Baltimore. Weather could play a factor. This team's healthy. Their defense is starting to shine. I don't know what the, is there anything bad other than don't let it be a close game and Harbaugh screw it up. If it's not close, this Ravens team, man, I like them a lot, Max. I mean, and you could say this about every team. So this is an unfair statement. Um, the health of Lamar Jackson, right? I mean, durability. He has had some injury issues over the last few seasons. There were question marks about giving him a big contract because of the injuries. That said, I mean, you take the best player off of every fucking team, and, and it's the same fucking story. Jalen Hurts gets injured. Patrick Mahomes gets injured. You know, uh, uh, fucking Tyreek Hill gets injured. You know, you take the best player off of every team, and yeah, they're not, they're going to be a shell of them former selves. Um, but you remove Lamar from the picture there, and that that would do it for them. Now, um, I think their backup situation, if I recall, they st- they did they hold on to uh, what's his name, fucking uh, Mr. Pro Bowler. I'll have to check to see if he's still the fucking backup there. I, and I don't know the backup quarterback because Lamar's been healthy all year. <laughs> so that's one of those things. It's like, oh, man, he's he's been healthy. So we haven't fucking had to worry about it. Um, but, yeah, other than that, uh, yeah, ba- Baltimore looks like the real fucking deal. You know, their, their defense is really good. Their offense, they've got a lot of offensive weapons. I mean, um, you know, they brought in OBJ, but, like, OBJ is almost like, I won't say a decoy at times. But he does. He, he open, Flowers gets a lot of fucking open looks because teams are focusing on an OBJ because he's still a dangerous player. And I I did not think that it was going to be as dominating of a performance. Um, but uh, wow. Like, I mean, it just shows you the difference between having an MVP, a literal MVP in Lamar Jackson, and having a guy who's still... is still learning the ropes of the NFL and in Brock Purdy. Um, you know, he's a good quarterback, I still don't think he's, you know, top five in the league, top 10, you know, it's, it's, I still have question marks over Brock Purdy and his body of work. Um, And there was no reason that he should have put on a big game yesterday other than, yeah, he was, he was pressured. He was uh, falling to the panic of, you know, uh, not, not being able to get rid of the ball fast enough. Like he was holding onto the ball for a little bit too long and then, he was lucky to only throw four interceptions yesterday, Panther. I mean, there was probably another two or three that I could probably in my head like, oh, man, that should have been an interception. So unbelievable. We shall see how the chips fall on the DGen rank tomorrow. But we are going to take a quick break right now because Panther's got some college football and then we do have some NBA to bet on. Stay tuned. We are back. Possibly never even left you, Panther. What is going on in college football? I know you sent me a whole bunch of college football stuff last week. Thank you. I, you didn't listen to the show, but I gave really fucking deep analysis of those games. <laughs> you gave me enough heads up that I was able to go. I, 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 dude, like seriously, I spent probably a minute or two on each game of what was going on with transfer portal and and head coaching changes because there was a lot of shit that was going on in those games. But now I can sit back and relax because you're gonna take control and talk 
all NCAA football that you can. Oh, I'm probably just going to turn it over to you. Your insight, your uh, intuition, if you will. Plus, we get some action today. I mean, I just let you handle it. The transfer portal has been horrible. Horrible for these bowl games. Horrible for college football. I hate it. Honestly, I think these bowl games are damn near unbettable. You're probably better off just taking the dog every single time. And I say that, and then I'm going to talk about Bowling Green at Minnesota. Could probably hurry up and jump in the car and drive up to Detroit. This is the Quick Lane Bowl. Um, used to be, I think it was the Little Caesars Bowl up in uh, Detroit. But uh, Bowling Green, not the winners of the MAC. Not sure how the hell this worked. Maybe Miami and Toledo got better bowl games than their actual conference championship game. Going against Minnesota, a team that's 5-7. and seven. That tells you how many bowl games they have. Because 5-7 and seven teams are getting into these bowl games. They just they can't fill them. You know what's worse? A 5-7 and seven team is the favorite. A bloody freaking favorite. They've lost five. Four straight games. Now, mind you, the last two were against Ohio State and Wisconsin. They lost to Purdue. They lost to Illinois. Those aren't really two very good teams. But Bowling Green, they've won four of the last five. Their one loss was to Toledo. I, I, I don't know why Minnesota's favored. This is one of those situations where I just don't know what's going on with Vegas I want to take Bowling Green, but Vegas is... You know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do it. I'm taking Bowling Green. I hate Minnesota. Five and seven. You don't even deserve to be here. I hope you get your ass trounced. Give me the Fighting Falcons of Bowling Green State University for 10 bucks. You know, this game sounded quite familiar to me, Sex Panther, because we I did talk about this last week. You did... <laughs> You did send me this pick in this one. You took Bowling Green last week. So at least you're a man of consistency taking Bowling Green again this week. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of regurgitate some of the things I said last week. Uh, the Bowling Green Falcons will only be without their cornerback Jalen Husky because there's so many fucking Jalens in this fucking league. Every fucking kid is named Jalen. If you're going to play fucking football, if you want, if you want your kid playing football, just name them fucking Jalen. Just get it over with. Fucking Jalen's. Um, and then uh, the Golden Gophers, uh, they lost their defense coordinator because uh, he left um, to take uh, the same position at Michigan State. And then they lost their starting quarterback and their uh, backup quarterback. <laughs> so they got, they're down to the third string quarterback for Minnesota Golden Gophers. So I do think that Bowling Green is the play in that one. And as the biggest question is like, will defense show up? Will there be any defense here? <laughs> at all um i want to look at this over under let's see what this fucking uh total is at this total is at i think this goes over 40 i i think these i think these teams are gonna fucking just put up some big fucking fun numbers in this one even with a third string fucking quarterback from minnesota so yeah bowling green i think is still the play a week later all right next game up texas state is taking on rice in the serve pro First Responder Bowl. I don't know if you have a First Responder Bowl in your house. I know I do not. Um, but we will give a shout-out to all the first responders out there. Texas State, not very good. Rice, if you listen to the show back when Chubby Zebra and I did it, his old adage was, uh, always take the opponent because everybody cooks rice. And that's probably where I'm I'm at here. Uh, you know, Rice has definitely improved to get to a 6-6 six and six team. Um Something very interesting here, though. So they've won their last two. Before that, uh, they lost three in a row. 
The four letter network actually has Rice as a 61% favorite to win this game, which is in contrast to what Vegas has as they've got Texas State as a three and a half point favorite to win this game. I don't know what's going on. I'm probably, I mean, there's nothing to bet today. You got NBA and three college bowl games. You got to bet something. This isn't a bet on Texas State as much as it is just a bet against Rice. So I guess I'll lay the three and a half and take Texas State for 10 bucks. All right. So looking at this one right now, the money in public are on Rice. Um, and that, that line has shifted. It was opening at Rice plus six and a half. It is Rice plus three and a half right now. Uh, the big storyline in this one has to do with the Rice uh, Owls quarterback situation. You don't see this often, but uh, their starting quarterback, JT Daniels, medically retired Sex Panther. He's done. He's got he's got a shoulder injury. He cannot play fucking football ever again. He is just fucking done. So it's going to be A.J. Padgett who's going to start at quarterback. And then Chase Jenkins is the other guy that might get some snaps this week as well. On the transfer portal, I, nothing nothing too fucking significant for either of these teams. And no one in the Rice uh, transfer portal and there's a safety and a running back in the transfer portal for the Bobcats. Um, and a couple of other guys um, might be sitting out to hopefully maybe try to get NFL fucking careers out of this. I, I like some offense in this one, man. I think that I think there's going to be some fucking offense here. Um, yeah, fucking TJ Finley on on the Bobcats. He's he, he could put up some fucking monster numbers here. Uh, Ishmael uh, Mahdi. Um, He's he's gonna fucking dominate. I I listen, man. I like Texas uh, to Texas State here to fucking cover this the three and a half. I don't care what the money and public are saying here. I think that this could be a high scoring game, and I think Texas State probably walks away with this one. So I'd probably uh, lean uh, Texas State in this one. All right, last game up, the Kansas Jayhawks. Not the basketball team, the football team. We've talked about them quite a bit this year. Uh, they're going to take on the UNLV running Rebels. Again, the football team, not the uh, you know Tarkanian, the Shark basketball team. Uh, but Kansas is, I mean, a heavy, heavy favorite. This is up to 13 points now. Looking forward to Max's uh, breakdown on the transfer portal because I do expect some Kansas players to be gone. But sounds like UNLV, who had a good season, a 9-4 and season. They did wrap it up with two losses to san jose state and boise state but before that they had a nice little run uh, including beating a quality air force team that was ranked a vast majority of the season i just i i'm I'm very confused i don't think this should be a two touchdown line i get kansas being the favorite they had a really good season and had some really good quality wins in the big 12 but 13 points just feels like too many i want the running rebels plus those points What's going on with this game, Max? I just feel like something's very off about this one. I mean, I think I'm going to jump on Kansas here, just from what I'm seeing off the bat here. Uh, the public all over UNLV. Uh, and I don't want to give the exact number, but almost a 30% difference of the money coming in on Kansas, and the line is getting worse for Kansas. So I think someone knows something we don't know. Just looking at the transfer portal situation here, uh, the Jayhawks, uh, let's see, wide receiver, tight end, and defense. I'd say the biggest loss is their defensive lineman, Gage Keys, who committed to Auburn. Other than that, nothing major there. Uh, they do have one of their offensive linemen who is opting out. 
um, for the NFL. So um, Dominic Pooney seems to be out. They did change offensive coordinators because Andy uh, Kotelnicki, who was their OC this year, took the job at Penn State. Um, they're starting uh, right tackle. So there could be some offensive line issues. The starting right tackle is uh, questionable in this one or, or, you know, doubtful in this one. And they're starting left guard also left with a fucking injury. So it could be a Kansas. Kansas got some offensive line issues there, but nothing major on there. Um, look at the, the rebels. I'm, I'm not seeing anything there either. You know, uh, let's see. Uh, seems like there was some confusion that their quarterback could have been in the transfer portal, but is not, um, because, Apparently, uh, there's a quarterback from BYU with the same last name entering Maya Villa. Like, I think it's a, a, a like fucking Rocky Maya Villa or Maya Eva. Um, so Jordan Maya Eva for the UNLV Rebels should be playing. And uh, apparently the BYU quarterback with the same last name is in the transfer portal. So I can't see anything going on in this one, Panther, other than the fact is that the money is absolutely all over. The Sharps love Kansas here, so... I'll follow the money in this one. Sorry, Panther. I'll take Kansas. Oh, no <laughs> Let me ask you a question real quick. And, and yeah. sometimes we we forget things so quickly. So it was less than a month ago, maybe three weeks ago, there was the shooting on the UNLV campus. Does that play any factor? I mean, no players were involved, uh, victims or otherwise. Does that play a factor at all in UNLV psyche in an event like this? You know, it's hard to say. I mean, uh, you, you know, were any of the players, you know, friends or anyone they knew involved in that? That's a yes or no question that that, that could impact them. Um, you know, did any of them see what went down? That could play a role. I'm going to say overall, probably not. You know, I, I, I hate to say it, but our country's kind of become a little desensitized to these school shootings that unless you actually fucking see it with your eyes and you're there, I think, I think you just kind of go on, right? You just kind of fucking move on from this stuff. I think the players are probably going to be in the same situation where they're just out to play some fucking football, you know? Um, but yeah, it's a good point. You know, we did see, uh, what was that in Virginia, right? That was a big, a big school sh shooting, um, maybe 10 years ago or something like that. And that did have a huge impact on the sports programs there. And, and yeah, I remember their base, I think it was their baseball team, um, you know, just couldn't fuck get it together after that. Cause I think some of the players were, you know, um, they, they're like, uh, not, not their roommate. Yeah. I guess the roommates in, in college were some of them were involved or some shit like that. So it's possible, but I, I think it should be fine. Really. Okay. Well, that will take care of the college football plays. Full slate of NBA, Max. You ready? All right, let's let's get into this. Uh, NBA was fun yesterday. Christmas 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 present for the uh, the Mortlock household as the uh, the Celtics beat the shit out of the Lakers. So what you got today on this Boxing Day? Boxing Day, congrats! Boxing Day, Canada. Enjoy. Day in the NBA. Let's start with Brooklyn at Detroit. The Detroit Pistons are the gift that just keeps on giving. I, look, we don't hate Brooklyn. I know they're 14 and 15, but it's a scrappy team. We didn't think much of them coming into the season. But right now, we don't think anything of the Pistons. I think the question right now is how many wins will the Pistons get? Will they win another game? I don't think it's today. And I've only got to eat six and a half points. 
I'm all over that shit. Give me the Brooklyn Bats for 10 bucks. You know, Brooklyn not playing the best basketball that they've played all season. There's still all these fucking questions about Ben Simmons. Just oh, come on, dude. Just fucking retire. Just stop being a goddamn distraction. Like, please, just fucking stop. Uh, Brooklyn, not a very good road team, um, but they are significantly better than this Detroit Pistons team. I, Monty Williams just took a bag of cash, and he's just sitting there on a bag of cash. Now, he he must be gloating, too, because the Phoenix Suns look like garbage without him, and now he's sitting on a bag, bag of cash just losing games over there in Detroit. I'm rooting for you, Detroit. I want you to lose them all. So uh, I'll lean Brooklyn with you, Panther. I, w- I want Detroit to not win a fucking game all season. I want them to be a two-win fucking team. That would be amazing. That would be a record that will never be broken. They did just play three days ago. Brooklyn beat them by 11 points. So I, I like my six and a half. Uh, next game up, the Orlando Magic. It's almost like it's the ex-Chris show right now. Uh, they're on the road going to Washington. Take on the Generals. You know, sometimes I joke. Uh, Washington, another team, not very good. Orlando went through a little slide there. They, their defense did their job, but their offense was kind of lacking. One of those things that I'd concerned about, um, they got to play elite defense because their offense just cannot maintain that 120 point explosion that they had for a while against Washington. They shouldn't struggle that much. I mean, Washington's not a very good defensive team. They've given up 129, 143, 120. I mean, they've given up some points. They're coming off of a four-game road trip where they lost three of those four. Their one win was against the Portland Trailblazers. Washington is about as close to Detroit Pistons as you're going to get. Orlando should win this one going away. Seven and a half feels like a lot, but against Washington, I think they can cover it. I'll lay the seven and a half, take the magic of 10 bucks. Yeah, listen. I mean, it's it's in Washington, or is it, it's 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 in Washington, right? Yeah, it's in at Washington. Washington. Yeah. I just don't like this Orlando Magic team as much on the road as I do at home. They're just a different team. Um, they should win this one. I think they should win this one. But I'm gonna lean Washington getting the points here. I this yeah, this Washington team is terrible. If it wasn't for the Detroit Pistons, we'd be talking about how fucking awful the Washington Wizards were, you know. And uh, I do want to say thank you for Kristaps Porzingis, Washington. I uh, really, genuinely, heartfelt thank you for Kristaps Porzingis. I'm glad to have given him a home in Boston, uh, where he has uh, rejuvenated his career <laughs> and looks fantastic. And you guys got Jordan fucking Poole, um, <laughs> Orlando. Yeah, man. Like they, they, you know. They lost what the, the two in a row to the Celtics, right? It was kind of like a a, a double a double tap on against the Celtics, and uh, they just haven't recovered since then. I like this Orlando Magic team a lot. I do think they win. Seven was a little bit too much for me, so yeah, a lean on the Wiz. All right, the Indiana Pacers, your boy Tyrese Halliburton, hitting the road going to Houston, take on the Missiles. You know we love Tyrese. His name just because of all the other great names just does not get enough love for MVP consideration. But this uh, Pacer team is struggling right now. They've lost four of their last five. Their only win is against the uh, lowly Charlotte Hornets where Houston, not a great road team, but my God, are they so good at home? So good at home, Max. I know you've talked about it many, many times. I got to eat three and a half, but I feel really, really good about this one. I'll lay the three and a half and take the Houston Rockets for 10 bucks. 
Uh, yeah, going to throw some moral support your way. This Houston team, one of the best fucking home. T- I, I don't I never understand that Sex Panther. It's like the rims are all fucking like 10 feet, you know, like it's like I don't get it. to go out there and measure, right? You know, it's just like it's like, man, do you guys just fucking like not like the strip clubs on the road? Like I, I, James Harden loved Houston. So maybe there is something there. Whatever it is, the, these this team fucking is amazing at home. And the, and the Pacers are sliding right now. I uh, worry about them. Um, you know, they, they were uh, playing some dominant basketball for a while. But uh, right now they're they're slipping. They're slipping out there in the east. And Houston's a dangerous team. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a more sport lean on the Rockets. Next game up, this is a doozy. Minnesota Timberwolves are going on the road, take on the Oklahoma City Thunder, and this thing is moving. Because when I wrote this down, no more than 45 minutes ago, uh, Oklahoma City was minus 3.5. Now they're minus 2.5. Uh, maybe somebody knows something that I like. I don't know anything. But Minnesota is a damn good team remember not too long ago last year the year before i mean minnesota's on the road that's just an insta fade not so much this year 22 and 6 overall they're just as good on the road as they are at home um oklahoma city may win this game this is a toss-up game but you're giving me minnesota and points i'm taking those points if i can still get the three and a half i want them whatever you're gonna give me max i want them give me the t wolves plus the points for 10 bucks uh, yeah, um, quite a few sports books with the three and a half still, but yeah, this is you're, you're right. Like uh, FanDuel's got this at plus two and a half. Uh, DraftKings got this at plus three. BetMGM and Schmidt Schmivers have it at plus three point five. So you can still get the three point five here. This was this was a brutal one. I wanted to stay away from this one. I just want to watch this one. <laughs> You know, I was like, uh, same thing. You know, like two just fucking really good teams. Um, God, this is tough. Yeah, I mean, I'll lean OKC here with the two and a half, I guess. Just too fucking close for me, man. Like, I just, man, I can't believe you're you're betting this one. I I, I understand your uh, your reason, though. Minnesota, top team in the West right now, um, record-wise. I do still think the Denver Nuggets are the best team in the West, but record-wise right now, the Minnesota Timberwolves have the best record. And the OKC Thunder have the third best record. So this is this is this is like this is a fucking great game. I'll lean the Thunder though. All right, man, you're doing a lot of leaning. I gotta find a game that you're on, and maybe this is the one. The Utah Jazz are going to San Antonio to take on the San Antonio Pistons. I did that on purpose. You're welcome. The Pistons, oh my God, the Spurs suck. I mean, they've lost four straight, and they're not close. They are getting bushwhacked. In these games, I know Victor Wimbanyama is a game-time decision, but I expect him to play. Zach Collins is also a game-time decision. Utah, I don't love them, but I like them a lot better than the San Antonio Spurs. They've won three of their last four, including wins over Brooklyn and Toronto, and played Cleveland close game. I think Utah wins this by a lot. I had it at two and a half. You still give me the two and a half. I would love it. Otherwise, I'm seeing it at three and a half now. But give me the Jazz for ten bucks. I will lean the Jazz with you. Um, minus three is the best I can get you in this one. This line is moving. It opened up minus one and a half, minus three. Do you know why Wembyana got injured? Do you, did you see how he got injured? I did not. Did he like hit his head on the backboard? He uh, stepped on a ball boy. 
Oh, good God. He's stuck. Like, you can't see him way down there, you know? That, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, this, this San Antonio team, not very good. I like Utah. Just Utah on the road is just fucking, eh. If this is a home game in Utah, it's probably be Utah minus like six, seven. You know, I'll lean Utah with you, but still not in the game I'm on. I'm betting three. I swear to, I swear to you, Panther. I'm betting three. I guess it's three that I'm, I'm not on. I've got one more last chance to join me in trying to put together a fucking parlay. The Sacramento Kings are going to Portland take on the Trailblazers. I'll tell you, if there's one thing that's working for me, it's fading these bad teams, and we've got a lot of bad teams in the NBA. You can make some money, maybe even slap this shit together in a parlay. The Kings were seven and a half. Now I'm seeing eight and a half. Vegas agrees. Portland sucks even at home. Give me the Kings. Hopefully a seven and a half for 10 bucks. Yes, I will get us minus seven and a half, Panther. I will get us minus seven and a half. This is absolutely one of the games that I'm on. I like the Sacramento Kings on the road. You know, even the minus eight if we had to. But yeah, still get the minus seven and a half here. Sacramento Kings, lock him into the DJ parlay. <laughs> That's it. So you still got two more. Let's see if I can give you enough moral support to find us a parlay. Yeah, I mean, I'll take the Rockets with you, too. So we can throw the Rockets in there. It's fine. Okay. Uh, let's replay this one. John Morant came back and, and stunned the fucking Pelicans. I don't think it happens. Lightning's not going to strike twice here. I think I think the Pelicans get it done. Minus four and a half. I really, this grizzled team is, even with John Morant, I don't like them. $10 bet on New Orleans. You know, I kind of joked how bad Memphis was without John Morant. And now he's come back. They've won three games in a row. And, I mean, the, the guy is just an absolute difference maker. If New Orleans wins, and I, I think they could win, I, I just don't know if they cover the four and a half. I, I could not get there. I like New Orleans better as a team, but this is going to be the craziest thing. If John ja Morant gets Memphis into the fucking playoffs, is he, is he in the MVP conversation? Because I, Memphis was really, really bad. I don't know how the really league uh, would allow that. I know, right? <laughs> but my goodness, it's, it's the craziest thing. I'm leaning Memphis with the points. Uh, you ever see the movie Face Off? They're gonna gift him the golden guns from Face Off if he fucking wins MVP. <laughs> <laughs> Presented by uh, Nicholas Cage and John Travolta. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, last enough for me. Los Angeles Clippers big chalky line against the Charlotte fucking Bobcat Hornets. I still think LA gets it done. Minus, can I still get eleven and a half in that one? I hope so. Twelve. Uh, I still get eleven and a half. No, 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 no. Can I bet the sports book? Yes, I can. Bet MGM. Thank you so much. Minus eleven and a half. $10 bet on the Clippers. My goodness, the Clippers, for everything that they were doing right, all of a sudden they can't play defense. They've given up 134 and 145 in back-to-back games. The most recent one against Boston, and this one was at home. So there's a little pause there. Charlotte sucks. They've been getting whacked. I mean, just absolutely obliterated. The most points they've scored in their last five games is 113 and they gave up 144 to the Pacers. So, I mean, this is a – can the Clippers win by 11 and a half? Absolutely. I just, I just didn't want to touch – I'd already bet six games. I'll lean the Clippers, but I don't love this one. All right. DJ and Parlay, let's start off with Texas State in the bowl game, right? So we're going to – we we both really like that one a lot. So we're, we're going to do Texas okay. State. We're going to do – the uh the rockets at home minus two and a half 
And then we will do the Sacramento Kings, minus seven and a half. And that DGEN parlay shall pay out 615. Not quite the 2,500 we cashed yesterday, which was, listen, our December has been pretty fucking solid, man. Like our November was dry. Um, But yesterday was our seventh parlay that we hit in the month of December. So pretty good. I got to tell you that. So this is actually like the second five team where I've been a part of. Um, so I was in Vegas, you know, the group of guys I do with Michelob and, and C. Stevens and the guys, we, we pick one game, right? And then we put them together. Well, usually it's the round robin. Well, that particular day, um, the person that organized it wasn't around and the, and Zach couldn't figure out how to do the, the round robin. I was like, well, fuck it. Let's just make it a parlay. We hit that motherfucker. We hit that <laughs> a five-teamer that day. So we're in the positive in our little book there. This has been a really good December, Max, uh, particularly in the NBA. So maybe we can carry it over to next year. Um, but you guys know the deal. We are right here, right here in the asylum. Join our Discord channel like Homer J. Simpson does almost every morning. He was listening to us live. And uh, come in here and shoot the shit with us. Call us out by name. We'll holler right back. But most importantly... Let us know what you did yesterday, what you're betting on today. And when it's all said and done, kids, let's make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only. And any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace.